Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. I literally forgot how to do a podcast for a second there. It's okay. Yeah. Dave, you need to imagine everyone in the audience knowing how you look naked. That's exactly, yeah, that's how I start every single podcast. It's a a power thing. Yeah. Yeah. They they are seeing me naked, and then they are slowly, they're, they're thinking at first, wow, Robert's entire body under his clothing is blacked out from tattoos. Right. But then as they look closer, they're realizing that it's the name of every single person listening to our shows that's tattooed onto my body. Mm-hmm. And they find their own name and and realize with, with horror that, uh, that, that I know them, that you're, I've seen them. You're like a, a flesh memorial. Mm-hmm, each mm-hmm. each each letter of their name is actually the ink is made up of tiny little drawings of their face. Right. That's right. That's right. As they as they peer millions deeper and, deeper. and millions mm-hmm. of portraits crisscrossing right. your mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're on episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. <laughs> the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host David Bell. I'm Robert. Robert! Yeah, you are! Yeah, yeah, big question for you guys. Mm -hmm. I know this is, you get hyped about stuff and things here. Have you ever gotten considered getting hyped about whatnot? No. Occasionally. Really? Occasionally. Okay. Okay. I draw the line there. Wow, wow. See, Dave, that's the difference between you and I. You know, one of us is an innovator. I Mm -hmm. I tend to, I Mm -hmm. tend to, I'll brush, I'll I'll, I'll go into whatnot, but I brush up against and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I think that's a bridge too far for me. See, I, I'm also against all that, but I am supportive of a bag of chips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can. I, Few yeah, situations when I'll I'll kick a bag of chips out of bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still strictly stuffing things, but like you know, I don't. You know, I have respect for these other whatnots and chips See, and stuff. But in know. a lot of countries, people don't have choices like right. like that. You know, here in America, you can choose. Are you a stuff man, a things man, a whatnot man? Right. You know, that's you have what that it's freedom. Yeah, that's what it's really about. Dave, once you, you know? finally muster up the courage to be dazzled by life's buffet, you will realize that there's a lot of a lot more out there than stuff and things, but we're going to focus on the stuff and things today. Mm-hmm. For today, yeah. For today. For today. Uh, for today. Robert, thank you so much for being on here. How are you? Mm-hmm. How are things and stuff and whatnot? Uh, good, good. Uh, glorious. Uh, fine and dandy, not unlike sour candy. Okay. We, uh, we are... 
We are two years now into talking about doing uh, a We Just Watched about my favorite movie, Prospect. Prospect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we sure. really need to do one that. One of these days, one of these days, we'll get it. What's yeah. funny is we've done other We Just Watched. Right. We have done multiple yeah. other episodes. <laughs> yeah. When, when I saw Night Riders, like the next day, right. we had scheduled the recording. <laughs> But we'll that was an emergency. It. Yeah, that's true. That, that was, was an, an emergency. emergency. That's yeah. <laughs> that was a life alert bracelet going off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, we gotta watch Night movies, <laughs> which was a sin against God that we had not. I've, mm. I've fallen and I can't see Night Riders. <laughs> uh, Robert, uh, just just starting out. Do you do you have anything you want to tell the world? Any like plugs? Any statements of any kind? Mm. Just a to... uh, Epstein can't melt steel beams. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's it. That's my conspiracy mashup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you sh- that's it. That's you good? it. That's all yep. you want to tell yep. people about, that's, Robert. All right. That's, that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's the joke I had for today. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> tell them about your show, or uh, that's fine. Yeah, I've got a I've got a podcast. It's called Behind the Bastards. Uh, I also have a little podcast network uh, where there's great shows like Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff with Margaret Kiljoy, which is less depressing. Um, so yeah, check out that stuff if you'd cool. like. And you like, you definitely you would like, like, so check it out. You would like. Um, well, we, we got we got some trailers here. We got a bunch of a bunch of shit, but we also got some producers that we have to thank. So uh, mm-hmm. let's let's get right into it. Um, big thank Fine. you to the <laughs> wow. lubed up ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you very Ooh, much. Thank you. Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you so much. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you so much. Thank you to Barry Two Math wants you all to go to the gym and drink water. Oh, it's gone. Scott is life. Love y'all. Pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank, thank you. you. All right, let me take over. Thank you to Pooler Boolison. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Brian or Tom Knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Chester's Private. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Roberts Barts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thanks. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot. Oh, All right. man. Knife in the boot into these trailers, Dave. Let's sli- yeah. slice open these trailers like a knife boot I, through butter. I am hyped about these trailers. We actually missed last week, and I hope I scooped up the stuff we missed. But this first trailer... I, I didn't even I didn't know this was oh, I've actually, something that existed. I've been waiting for this movie for a while, so I'm psyched that it's ah, finally coming out. <laughs> this is the last voyage of the Demeter. Uh, this is fucking uh, it's uh, the, the vampire man. It's Dracula. I am yeah. It's well, it's Dracula. It's someone had the brilliant idea finally, and I I I wish I had thought about this myself before to do a Dracula movie where Dracula is the alien from aliens yeah, or from alien. Right. right? Like it, that, that's what this is. You've got like a ship, they're isolated. And instead of it being a fucking alien, there's a Dracula on board that they have to deal with. Incredible premise. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's the Dracula too. If you, if you remember the, mm. the Demeter is the name of the ship that carries Dracula from England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From Transylvania to the, England. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There's a, if you've watched the Netflix Dracula, they have an episode uh, about this yep, as well. They sure do. Um, <laughs> this is from yeah the director of uh, Troll Hunter and the Autopsy of Jane Doe, mm. two films I would argue are very good. And then also Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, um, a movie I didn't like as much, but still was very well made. Um, so this is 
kind of exciting uh like in terms of the people behind it what it's about i'm 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 pretty hyped about this yep i am fully into this It, it seems like they i mean from what we can tell in this it looks like they're making smart decisions uh with it yeah i do uh, so like I you said excited. robert like it doesn't seem like he's just some like dude he doesn't look like a fucking pickup artist or anything he's no. like a bat man he yeah. he's a bat but a man he's an he's nosferatu i think they're definitely yeah. like leaning in a nosferatu style direction which is good he doesn't look like jared leto although jared leto often does look like a nosferatu that's so. true yeah i mean um, the i was i was looking at the credits um the guy they have playing Dracula is that guy Javier Botet, who you know he played like Slenderman, he played like the really tall guy in uh, uh, The Conjuring. Like he's oh, okay. he's a full on creature dude, so they're going full creature with Dracula, which uh, that's tic- awesome. Tickles me to no end. My yeah, my fear was actually like that he'll become a dude during this, but from what you're saying, it sounds like uh, he's just always a little fucking a little booger, and I'm I'm happy about that um yeah this i i i don't know this looks pretty rad um i I like dracula things that are also treating dracula like in fact a like a monster (laughs) like a like a threat you know um yeah because that would be a bummer to be stuck in a boat with dracula yeah no that's not cool i wouldn't like of the things i could be stuck on a boat with like um i don't know uh, uh a nice bottle of sangria is right. high up there and dracula pretty low yeah yep, right Much down lower. there with jared leto yeah yeah jared, no, jared, jared leto is below dracula. dracula to jared <laughs> yeah. leto let's let's be very clear. i would actually find dracula less pretentious yeah <laughs> even with his cape and his little fucking medallion and his bleh. look if i am if i am taking care of like a group of people on a boat i also feel safer for them if it's dracula as opposed to jared Leto. right right <laughs> oh man uh, i it didn't occur to me but yeah jared Le- dracula is probably pretentious as hell like oh yeah jared have you Leto. seen him yeah look at him yeah good god the shoe polish um, hair and the high collar yeah, Ugh, he's exhausting. Dracula's got to be real. exhausting. But if if there were, if I if I was stuck on a sh- yeah, if I was stuck on a ship with Jared Leto, Dracula, and I don't know some teenage girls, I'd be like, no, you'd be safer with Dracula. Stay away from yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> stay away from Jared. Get off Leto. of this boat! I'll hold him off. Dracula, get on, get onto that decrepit sailboat yeah. with the Goblin Man silhouetted in the background, oh, dripping fuck. in blood. He'll take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> take them to the bus, Dracula. All he wants is your blood. It's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, He'll just kill you. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah so this looks rad. <laughs> it looks rad, yeah. It's got, uh, mm-hmm. it's got Liam Cunningham in it. That's Sir Davis from Game of Thrones. Yep. yep. <laughs> Who I always enjoy seeing. And he, he's, he was born to play like men in the age of sale on old old tall ship oh yeah like he that, is that that is this guy's he has he has resting tall ship things. right yes. he's really fallen nicely into a a, a sea captain type casting that's right. a man who never has to google which one's starboard and which one is port and he never has at any point in his life he was born knowing it right it's encoded in his dna like <laughs> yeah. how some dogs just know how to herd a flock oh yeah he was born with that beard yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man um yeah cool well should we move on to um this uh this is apparently a tv show it is uh, yes it's a netflix yeah, show which 
that fucks me right up. Uh, this is called Fubar. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in what is basically just. Does this not seem like a True Lies sequel? It's, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, and I I remember writing a, about the press release for this when I first worked for Col- when I when I still worked for Collider um, when they first announced this, and I think I made the same connection in the article. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it even I'm looking at the cast. Tom Arnold is even in it. Oh hell yeah! Uh, there you really? Go. Yeah, it feels like it, <laughs> like I'm ready for this to be a surprise sequel to True Lies. It's about a retired uh, spy who has to do one last job to only find out that his daughter is also a spy, which is very fucking true lies. Right. And not only that, but the spy agency just looks like the same agency. Um, and the tone is like the same tone. They, they have the people in the van and they're like taking the piss out of them. Like, how is this not true lies too? Yeah. I'm wondering if there was, if we'll find out there was just some like weird, you know, rights issue or some shit right. for, for whatever reason they couldn't make it happen because number one, I feel like this would do better if it was a sequel to True Lies because people remember that movie fondly. Right. It does hold up reasonably well. Um, but number two, like, uh, yeah, it just, this feels exactly like True Lies. Like there's nothing nothing extra here. He even had a daughter in True Lies that he had to rescue. Exactly. Presumably, presumably her adventure sliding around the top of a Harrier jet would uh, maybe instill in her an adrenaline junkie. Right, uh, right. To become a spy. It yeah. It's, yeah. I, I uh, wonder if, because there is a True Lies TV show on TV right now, currently. Um, no shit. Like a TV adaptation really? of it. Yep. Like a network TV huh. version of True Lies. So I wonder if maybe these went into production at the same time and they, the uh, the rights just went to the network show which i don't know but that seems weird because this one actually has arnold and this is the netflix show but i don't know anyway all of that is to say that this looks delightful to me because i i love true lies um exactly uh, <laughs> and i i yeah this, great movie this seems great like movie. it'll probably be fun yeah Right, it's yeah. off, it's off-brand True Lies. However, it has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, the off-brand so it one has Arnold. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like making a movie about a killer robot, but you still get Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's He's... it's just like, all right, I guess you don't you're not going to call it Terminator, but that's what it is. So yeah, he's such a fascinating man. Where like you know he was a governor of of. California. He was. Uh, he was not a good governor of California. Yeah. Um, he abused his power in a number of ways. He's 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 a man that there's definitely uh, a, a number of shady things he's done. Can't not like him. Right. Like th- it's not it's not at all mysterious to me that he was the world's biggest star because like knowing everything that I've ever learned about him, I see Arnold and anything. I'm like, ah, that's a guy. I bet he's fun. I bet he's a good guy to hang out with. Look at him. Right. <laughs> Look at Arnold. <laughs> it's weird. He's somehow uh, he's somehow earned like that LeVar Burton goodwill um, yeah. where you're just like, I don't, he's just, we were all raised on him and he's very positive online. You know, uh, he yeah. doesn't get bogged down with like trolls or anything like that. So he just remains like a fairly positive guy. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, he's, he's, he's uh seems like he has a good relationship with the kid that he had uh, uh, with the woman he cheated on his wife with, who was right. uh, his, his, his uh, domestic, uh, help while he was governor. Yeah, and I don't know. It's better than <laughs> some politicians do. Right, better than not um, doing that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I we wanted to need to rehab Arnold. We, <laughs> we don't need to rehab. It's not about even rehabbing him. It's just he's almost. It's almost impossible to not find the man charming. Which yeah, 
is probably why he became the biggest star on Earth. Yeah, yeah. it's done very well yeah. for him for the past fifty years. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, and you know, he still has. He's got that kind of thing that um, uh, oh, what's his the real name? Rocky. Uh, Sylvester Rocky. Stallone. Stallone. Still Stallone has where they just have you know even into their their old age that kind of density that like. Yeah, I could credibly see him beating the shit out of some some twenty year olds. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's like an old yeah. slab of concrete, right? Yeah, it's not like I, I've watched. I've been watch started watching um Shrink or whatever it's called with um Harrison Ford, who's also you know he's, he's right. clearly in good shape, but like he doesn't he doesn't look formidable in his own a- his old age. Whereas Arnold still looks like a guy who would wrap you around like a fucking pretzel if For you sure. made him angry that said if you haven't seen i haven't seen in a while so i don't actually remember if i liked the movie maggie which was uh schwarzenegger uh it was like a zombie movie but it's very yeah. there's very few zombies in it he actually it's the only time he's ever played like because he, he's old in it and it's the only time he's ever played like a dude who actually isn't like a badass like mm. he's not he's very human in that one which i appreciated seeing him actually give that a shot. Um, but it is still like you kind of watch it. And you're like, come on, Arnold, just uppercut the zombie. Yeah, what are you doing? Just ripping like, him in what, half. What are you What's doing? going on? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it feels start, less realistic. Start, start dribbling that zombie's head like a basketball. What are we doing <laughs> yeah. here? It's interesting because I, I feel like, um, you know, in a lot of ways, The Rock would be kind of the most obvious guy to compare to like Arnold now. Um, but I, I just don't feel like he has. I, I, I wonder like I don't feel he doesn't have the same kind of like uh I don't know um Arnoldness yeah. to him we, like so yeah we've been doing a podcast on Arnold's movies and the thing we've realized is that he was never like unlike the rock and a lot of action people his movies like he did like you know predator uh true lie or well true lies later but like terminator he does these movies that are actually kind of bigger than him where his the running man uh the running man like uh, he does like verhoven films twins true lies yeah these these weird high concept movies right really high concept shit so like that that's kind of the weird thing we forget about him is that like he was never just like a slab of meat he was never just like a action guy he always kind of did interesting ideas um and even just the shift from like Terminator One to Terminator Two is right. really interesting because I th- I think you know to like you hear s- the stuff people say and I'm really not trying to shit on the Rock he's 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 a, a tremendously successful actor he's been in a bunch of stuff sure. where I enjoy him um, but you you think about like going from being this like nightmare killing engine bad guy to the movie where he becomes the good guy and kind of I'm thinking about you know the stuff people will say about the Rock where like he doesn't like to be the bad guy in movies. And I could easily imagine someone with a career like Arnold going into that and kind of the second movie not hitting as a as a result of that. And I yeah. don't really I guess there's a million different reasons why that kind of that shift, you know, from good guy to bad guy robot between those two movies worked so well. But it it's just it's interesting. He's 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 got such a unique kind of story as an actor. Oh, yeah. He just he's yeah. more I think he's more actor than ego. Is what it yeah. is. Like I contend that The Rock's best film is Doom, and it's mm-hmm. because he's the bad guy. Because yeah. he was, yeah. it was early he's in his career. Challenged. 
Um, well, you, you can't deny about Arnold, like especially if you watch Hercules in New York, that is a man who put in some time to improve. He got yes. better. <laughs> he got. He's he is not the same performer. No, he is not. Uh, anyway, he took some classes. Oh man, I love, um, I love that movie. Fascinated uh, by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so yeah, that's Fubar. That's Fubar. Um, this mm. next trailer is for another series, um, American Born Chinese. Um, this is. It, it said the people behind um, Sh- Shang Chi, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a bunch of people. I'm seeing Lucy Liu directed an episode. Um, this is uh, Shang Chi. I haven't seen that. It's a that was a movie. Marvel film. This okay. this movie is based on a novel, though. This this isn't a, okay. a Marvel movie, although you might be fooled into thinking that it that it was. I know. It's got Kihoi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh, and they're like they're blasting the trailer with them. I, I do. I I assume they're in only like one episode. Mm-hmm. um but i mean maybe i'm wrong there but obviously they're kind of in you know they're popular right now so i yeah, understand yeah, they why they would the do Oscars. that i have the feeling michelle yeah. yos in it a lot but we do only see uh kihui kwan in one it, it, it seems to be in one sw- in one th- scene yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah i think he's a teacher and i think he's got yeah i i don't know but he's probably uh, not yeah, in it as is, much um, as they're suggesting yeah this is for yeah. kids and kind of what yes. tom you alluded to like I like original stories. Uh, I mean, yep. this is based off a novel, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah. Like, it hasn't been it hasn't been adapted as like a live or animated film or TV right. show thing before. But it yeah. does feel like they're just doing a Marvel movie. Well, uh, here's like the trailer. It starts with this kid who's in I don't I guess middle school, maybe high school. Um, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, kind of a little bit of Percy Jackson-y vibes. I right, think. and yeah. then he gets he gets kind of saddled with this exchange student that they just hook him up with. He's like, well, he's he's Chinese and you're Chinese. He's like, well, yeah, but I'm I'm American. Right. Like I don't I don't really like so he it's it starts out like the trailer starts out seeming like it's going to be like this kind of odd couple thing where he has to well not odd couple, but it seems like it's going to be like this, yeah, like this compelling kind of uh, coming of age drama about this kid who has to, he's like worried about being popular and he's not going to be, uh, you know, he's like kind of saddled with this kid who doesn't speak the language and is weird to everybody else. And it's like, Ugh, but then, you know, it seemed like, like I was engaged in that story. And then like halfway through the trailer, the exchange student reveals, actually, I'm not an exchange student at all. I'm not from this planet. <laughs> And right becomes this like special boy world of mystery and, and turns into like a Harry Potter type deal. And like, I immediately lost all interest as soon as it right, became yeah. like a superhero movie. I was like, here's, Oh, I wanted the other movie that this is about to be or the other show. Here's, rather. Here's the possible promise is I want this to be Harry Potter, but it's the adventures of Ron Weasley. Meaning that like, he's the, the main character isn't the special boy. They could like because like you said, this other kid comes in and he's like the special boy. Yeah. Um, and that would be cool, but I don't think that's what this is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I this isn't made for me and I'm not interested in it. But it is yeah. this is like one of two, maybe three things on the dock that are like Disney shows or movies based around something that is an original property, which I do think I, I don't know if maybe this is because they're pivoting. Uh, but I found that kind of hopeful. It's nice to see. Yeah. Yes. Um, I want to note this has <laughs> this has the entire family from Everything Everywhere all at once. 
They're does all it, in him. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't that that does not surprise me. Like, it, every I, actor, I knew that was I knew ver, a version of that was going to happen as soon as I saw how much people were flipping out for that movie. Well, yeah, but what's weird is this couldn't have possibly. I guess this could have been made after everything everywhere all at once sure. uh, yeah, like yeah yeah sure. that, that came out a while ago that's but just amazing that they're all they're gonna show up on set and just like oh hey mm-hmm. it's you guys again yeah we're gonna be doing this for a while yeah we're gonna be in like weird mind-bending uh like like uh martial arts shows and yeah. movies i'm usually hesitant to say i wish hollywood 30 years ago had been more like hollywood today or 40 years ago but it would have been nice if we'd gotten one or two like buddy cop movies with Harrison Ford and uh, fucking uh, 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 Mark Hamill, you know? Sure. Um, or uh, yeah, a romantic comedy with a uh, with a uh, um, you know, um, Princess Leia and uh, let's say let's say her brother. Yeah. yeah why not? Why not? Why not give, give give one for the fans, the weirdo fans? Chewbacca. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Chewbacca. 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 Sure. Yeah. Chewbacca. We could have like a. He's her brother. I don't know. Right? I'm I'm thinking yeah. like. Um, uh, gay romance movie set in the British Navy in the late 1700s, starring Chewbacca and uh, 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 Harrison Ford. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. So yeah. when you're saying, I'm I'm just trying to make sure I understand the jump that you made. When you're saying that you mm-hmm. like, I I wish Hollywood was 40 years ago was like Hollywood today in that, mm-hmm. like the the the, yeah, the, the double dipping actors of actors. Together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like... And also, I think. I think Harrison Ford could have done like a a, a a good like British naval officer, you know, secretly hiding a romance with a with a, I, with a midshipman. Suddenly, I, think I he could I, have made it happen. I will. So wait, with Chewbacca, I'll, right? I, well, hold on, Peter Mayhew. Hold on. I also wanted to see more of. Yeah, I, I am now suddenly possessed with a, a just a, a relentless need to hear Harrison Ford do a British accent. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Because you know he's of what I want here. Yeah. Yeah, that's and really then, what yeah, I'm asking secret for. relationship. I still want it to be Chewbacca, and they call it Chewie on the inside. Oh hell mm-hmm. yes! Yeah. Oh, see, perfect. That's the tr- a movie. The, the truth about Chewbaccas perfect. and dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there George you go. Lucas, you're listening. You make it mm-hmm. happen. You could do this. You can do this. There's still time. Mm-hmm. You can de-age him, like in mm-hmm. the new Indiana Jones. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Boy, yeah. I- yeah, American-born Chinese. I, I, I firmly am on the side of I know this isn't for me, so I'm like I, I, I don't know. I hope it's fun. I hope people like sure, it because I like everybody in it. Yeah, and like yeah. it's also um, more towards martial arts. Like there's still that superhero aspect, but it seems like there's actually like some martial arts in the trailer. So it's not like pew pew pew. You know, like no, it's, it's actually it's more like, it's more like, but it is very Harry Potter. Uh, but it's, yes. you know, like that's I'm, people seem to like the book. Um, I think I'm just I'm I'm just kind of down on the trailer because the movie that it was sort of or the the story that was sort of promising in the first half I was like way more interested in. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. I hope that I hope the kids have a good time with their new with their new movie. Yeah. Um, with the karate well, match one. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. This is another like Disney adventure movie. This is called Crater. It's Goonies on the Moon. Which I'm calling Moonies. Mm-hmm. No one's taking that's the right. term Moonies, right? That's not a thing. No, that's not. Nope. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got that. Um, this looks fun. I'm like actually really into this. Like if this, yeah. uh, like this is giving me like not just Goonies, but like flash ca- flashbacks to that movie Space Camp. Um, I didn't see that. Oh, it has River Phoenix. And I th- think, I think there's some other son of a bitch in that. 
like a Jerry O'Connell or like a Will Wheaton or something, but I, I might be just conflating it with Stand By Me. Um, but anyway, it's another Goonies type movie. Um, but yeah, this is just about adventure kids uh, in, in the in the near future living on a colony on the moon, and they're going on an adventure out to investigate a, a crater that's outside of their of their biodome where they all live. Yeah, it's it seems yeah. fun for like it's a kids movie. It's PG, you know. It's not going to be for adults, but I like the idea. There's like one. Uh, they're all born on the moon except for one of them. Like mm-hmm. I, that's a cool idea. See, I would love if this became a backdoor gritty reboot of a of biodome with Polly Shore. Sure. Um or at least if we got that as some other movie, you know, I'm imagining like we we fade in to somewhere in rural Montana, Polly Shore is like fly fishing. You right. Know, a helicopter touches down and a man in a, a military uniform gets out and Mr Mr I forget what his character's name was in that movie. There's trouble in another bubble. Ooh. Then, you know, Sting comes in where where we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean at least have him in as the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe he's causing the trouble in the bubble because he was never able to get over the trauma of. I want to say Pierce Brosnan was the bad guy in that movie. William Atherton. God, he could. Okay. William Atherton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Could have been either. It could have honestly, been either. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Total crapshoot. <laughs> no, why would you have? Why? Yeah. Why would you ever rewatch Biodome with Polly Shore? Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it looks like it looks like standard adventure kid stuff. Kind of, like, there's there's it has kind of a oh sorry. Oh, I was just you know there's 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 some light peril you know like Star Trek peril and yeah. uh, it's it's all the kids are like bonding and 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 growing mm-hmm. and 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 learning learning shit that you do in a coming of age story. Uh, it, it looks, yeah, this looks great. It, yeah, there's it's got me a little bit of Spielberg kind of vibes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is I know this isn't for me, but this is like I want to watch this. Uh, and rarely does that happen with kids' movies, where I'm like, "Ooh, what's in the crater? What's going to happen? Are well, they going to like you know?" It like reminds me, just judging from the trailer again. Obviously, we haven't seen the. Is this a show? This is a movie. Uh, we haven't seen the this movie is yet. a movie, which makes it a lot more tolerable yeah. for me to see as well. Um, yes, but like yes. like a movie like Holes. Have you guys seen Holes? Yeah, that's a great. Oh my god, yes, that's a great yeah, movie. I, that, I mean, that, but that, that book was a massive part of my childhood, and I thought I was kind of shocked at how good i felt about the movie yeah yeah so like it's yeah it's like a movie like that comes along you're like oh shit yeah this is god when you frame it like that any one of these kids could become shia labeouf okay well don't put that on well i'm not i don't want to the um the girl that's from earth is the i I don't remember the actress's name but she's the girl from the new ghostbusters oh okay um and her she's kind of like taken off so I mean, so hopefully, hopefully she doesn't LaBeouf. go in a Shia LaBeouf direction. But. Right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, this looks exciting. People check it out. If you have kids, make them watch it, even if they protest, you know? Yeah. Force them. You know? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're smaller than you. So you have the you have the upper body strength. Exactly. Like when our parents forced us to watch the Apple Dumpling Gang with them. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. Sit down. We're watching Pete's Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things for kids. Sanctuary is this next one. <laughs> um, this is this could be for kids. This is um, this is uh, I, I believe I'm almost certain this is going to take place in a single room. Oh yeah. Um, or because it seems to yeah. be about a dominatrix <sighs> and her client who is basically saying like I can't see you anymore. I'm going to become a powerful CEO. Yeah. And then it seems like the entire movie is her like threatening to blackmail him, but it's also like part of the kink, like it's clear that there's like 
he's liking it and like it's it's uh again it it feels like it's them just two actors in one room uh just from mm-hmm. this trailer yeah. there's some weird line where she's like i taught you everything you know and i don't know i i the all, the vibes of this movie made me feel like uncomfortable not in like a you know i i don't know i have no problems with like kink i've i'm 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 well aware of all of this stuff i'm not like Right, uncomfortable with it. Not some but some like babe the, in the woods. The the vibes of the movie itself are like uncomfortable, and I'm I'm simply not uh not about this. Mm-hmm. Like for one thing, one of, one of like the comments on, and maybe maybe this is a bad trailer, but because like one of the review clips that you they're, they're kind of like running across the screen is like yeah, you know, the pull uh, quotes. A, a, a dark romantic comedy, and I was like, "Man, I'm not seeing any comedy beats." In this yeah, I saw like, that no, too. I'm, I'm not feeling feeling the yucks right about now. So, I, I I know what you're saying. I will. Here's here's what the internet says. This is getting very good reviews. Um, so that's interesting. It's at a 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes with 24 reviews. Um, so I'm curious enough about that because you're like. Uh, yeah, uh, trailers can be misleading for sure. Yeah. Same with pull quotes. Um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing this is more dark than comedy, but it's, you know, it's it's hard to tell. It was filmed very quickly. It looks like it was filmed in two weeks. It um, doesn't seem like this would be a super demanding shoot. No. in terms of time. No, it's, a, it's given me I'm, like like sleuth, um, hard candy yeah. vibes. Yeah, I'm a sucker for who was afraid afraid of Virginia Woolf shit. I'm a sucker for this can be a play, you know. Um, um, yeah, I'm a sucker for like two handers like this. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, where it's the idea of like we're gonna we're gonna make this really compelling story that doesn't go anywhere and that involves just two people. I I'm willing to give this a shot. Um, but yeah, I I get the vibes you're talking about, Robert. Um, yeah, the people like, behind I, it haven't done much. That's all. Yeah, I, I'm. I I will not be seeing it. Uh, I have no particular plans to watch this. But mm-hmm. I, I again, I hope people who yeah. uh, who want a dominatrix, either romantic comedy or horror, uh, really unclear from this uh trailer, get what they want. Yeah, I. It's like a. Rev- it's like um, it's like a reverse Fifty Shades of Grey a little bit, where like he's yeah. the rich guy, but she's the dominatrix. And if it's anything like those movies, like it, it like. I can see movies like this just not understanding this world, and that would be yes. tough. Um, but if it is written by someone who understands the world, maybe that'll work better. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm open. Like I think it, it, there's a chance that like it turns out this is a, a great movie that I will like. Uh, there's one of t- one of two things is happening here. Either this is a, a, an accurate trailer for a movie that is not made for me, or this is an awesome movie that I will love and a dog shit trailer. Right. I, I have no way of knowing which, which of those is the case. Yeah. There is no way of knowing you're going to have to yeah. like make someone else watch it and tell you. Yeah. Um, Just go to the theater and face the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What's happening now? <laughs> I'm just gonna walk to a theater when a show's letting out and try to see who looks like they're into the weirdest sex. Just like, hey, you look like you're in the, you look like you have a fucking St. Andrew's cross in your backyard. Can we talk about that movie you just watched? Uh, <laughs> Who's making uh, the weirdest face coming out of that theater? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, I don't know, weird sex. Uh, this next trailer is for True Detective Night Country. I don't know where you got we that. We got Jodie Foster. 
Yes, uh, this yeah. is the one uh, uh, I am of course, psyched about. A good addition. So me too. True to It's funny is one. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, I didn't mean to be rude. No, say your say your piece. You go ahead. Con- continue. Well, I, 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 yeah. So, True Detective season one, I feel like I think about almost every day at some point. Um, I I fucking love that. It was like this perfect mix of I like detective stories. I'm a huge Lovecraft, you know, nerd. For sure. I like occult stuff, but I think it's usually like done wrong. Uh, and and that was I I just it's just everything about it is 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 perfect. It's such a good season of TV. Oh yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think you're and, alone in that. I think no I, no no, it's I, hugely popular. Yeah, I I gotta say I like every single season. Obviously, the first one is the, my favorite, but yeah, I've enjoyed every single season. Yep. Three's still pretty good. I rewatched two uh, actually a couple of months ago, and it wasn't it it wasn't. And, I wasn't I as like disappointed with it because I knew what to expect this time around. It's still nowhere yeah. near as good as as the other two seasons, and season one I is thought, still far yeah. away the best. But I, I I thought three was solid. Um, two I've never been able to make it more than like ten minutes into season. It's if you <laughs> um, if you go into it know. knowing that it's it's not going to be a cult spooky Bayou mystery, it's going to be Chinatown, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you'll probably enjoy it better. Well, here's the yeah. thing is. It's funny, is because this this season that they're showing Night Country, I I couldn't help but to notice like, oh okay, so partners who hate each other, oh yeah, partners who wouldn't have seen that other. with a true detective, but like so like, the funny thing is they'll do the same thing often, and I don't care, you know, I'll be like ah fuck it, give it well, to here's, me, I love it, here's, but they do have to switch it up a little bit, right? Here's my hottest take. Um, I'm beyond stoked for this season. Uh, I I don't know if if you guys know, it's not the same. Nick lots of pizzas. Nick, oh no, Nick really? Pizzolato. He is no longer involved in the show. So this was mm. this the writing and direction of this season was handled by somebody else, I believe. It somebody cool. Hold on, I gotta look it up. All right, because um, that's you know uh, makes hold on, me hold on, nervous. On. Yeah, that that is weird because they're clearly d- like deliberately like signaling back to the first season in this more than they have de- done on any um on the other two right like there's the you because you can see like there's the spiral kind of symbol that was like the one of the cult symbols in uh the first season yeah that they very prominently display during this this is clearly a creepier mystery um yeah. like it, it's meant to be which it's interesting that they're like shit canning the uh the the showrunner who started it all and then kind of doing a season that's deliberately aping right. what was about season one, which might make, it does make me worry somewhat. Although Jodie Foster has pretty good history picking scripts for sure. And like they, they love the stunt casting. Like it makes sense that she'd be in it. Right. It, it also takes place in a, yeah, it also takes place in Alaska and in Alaska, basically everybody is Matthew McConaughey's character there. Yeah. So it's just going to be yeah. like all these people just being weirdos. The uh, yeah, the, it, the writer and showrunner is Issa Lopez. Uh, Tigers are not afraid. <gasps> okay, well, uh, Robert, have you seen Tigers are not afraid? I, I, I have never heard of that. Ooh, okay, that you gotta watch gives, it. You gotta watch it. This might not be the same as the other seasons, but it will also be good. It yeah, will be I'm, also a good thing. Anyway, so um, that was all preamble saying how stoked I am for this season. My hottest take is this trailer didn't do anything for me. No, no, this is not a good trailer. like the the like it it literally has a beat like Dave pointed out. Oh, they've got the two partners that hate each other. Like it literally has a beat where 
it's the two detectives looking at each other. It's like, well, I don't like you. Well, I don't like you either. Well, we got to work yeah. together. Then we're done. Okay. And then it's just yeah, like, it feels, all right. Yeah. The trailer is like a parody for True Detective. It really kind of feels like a yeah. parody of True Detective in some yeah. spots. But but I'm still I'm still I, beyond Lopez. stoked. Yeah. I, I'm extremely excited for this show for reasons that have nothing to do with the trailer. Yeah. You should watch um, Tigers Are Not Afraid. It's... um. It's about if I re- I forget what country it is. It's kids who are like basically like dealing with in an area that's just like torn apart by violence because of drug cartels, and it's like a little horror and it's like a little Pan's Labyrinthy, um, but it's it's very it's, Me- it's very good Mexico. Oh okay yeah, mm-hmm. it's very good and it's it's pretty like dark but good. Um, no I, yeah I I really think it this that you would dig that movie. Robert, for yeah, sure. the fact that they got her to do True Detective, it's like, oh, that's okay. that's yeah. so fitting. Yeah, it's a very good fit. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'm I will be watching this as soon as it uh, as soon as it happens. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no release date yet. It yeah. just says coming 2023. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, ah, shit. Couldn't, couldn't, we are. <laughs> by the way, we are. This this is going to be such a good year for TV. We get the next season of Severance. We get the next season of Foundation. We get True Detective season four. Um, we get. Um, I mean, we're already getting um, the uh, the whatever the Ted Lasso thing. allegedly right. like, allegedly we, we more got Futurama. The Last of Us, yeah, yeah more Futurama. More Futurama. We got The Last of Us. Like, God, God damn! It I, is. Uh, our, it is. Our cup runneth right over. Yeah, yeah, I I I try to say this most episodes. Uh, sometimes we have bad trailer weeks i maintain that it's a good time for movies and tv it really is in the last i've caught up on i mean particularly in the last couple of weeks i watched station 11 which i just told you guys about incredible season of tv i think severance might be the best crafted season of television i've ever watched um and the foundation is just like blew me away as like a piece of science fiction that i did not suspect would ever get made into anything yeah i should check that out like so much so much awesome weird shit is dropping on tv oh yeah um it's rad it's rad as hell y'all yeah and it feels like despite like warner brothers fighting quality and like yeah. the blockbusters like corporate corporate entertainment is a real bummer but yeah. i'm sure it's it's always kind of been right um but like there's just some great shit coming out of all it yeah it's a, one of the interesting like little side stories in entertainment over the last few years is like you have a couple of these guys, Ben Stiller and um oh god, I'm, Seth MacFarlane uh, are the two examples that come to mind right now who are like weird mainstream comedy guys from the aughts with huge names who have used their clout to make very surprising shows. Right. Uh, the Orville and Severance being like well, I wouldn't have called like if you'd gone back to like the Zoolander days and said in 20 years, uh, Ben Stiller will produce and direct uh, a show about alienation under capitalism that makes your skin crawl for 10 straight hours and you can't look away. I would have been like, what? <laughs> right, the a, Zoolander guy? <laughs> it's a new world. Yeah. But the star of know. Envy? Yeah. Yeah. Same with like Seth I, Rogen. Did you think he was yeah. going to cuck Spielberg's dad at some point but he did wait what huh <laughs> the fable the fablemans yeah it, it's oh, just the fact I, that I seth rogan's in a spielberg movie um mm-hmm. but i i don't know yeah it's uh it's fun <laughs> yeah it's an interesting time for tv <laughs> yeah um well okay where are we at oh fuck 
Speaking of just good things and love, uh, <laughs> and just and just greatness, uh, the Equalizer Three. This uh, mm-hmm. this snuck up on me, much like Denzel Washington in a Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With a with a, with a claw hammer with, clenched yeah. in his fist. Claw hammer. Yeah. He is going to put back on the rack yeah, after does. murdering he several men. He rinses it off it. and puts it back. He up. cleans it off and sticks it back on. <laughs> I completely forgot. Uh, he's watching. not a shoplifter, Tom. <laughs> no, That's no, true. he's a good man. He just murders. Yep. I completely forgot that he's addicted to murder until he's, I watched this trailer sure. where I was like. I thought it was going to be like Trouble Finds Him, and it was like, oh, right. No, no he, lo- he, he goes just looking sees for bad it. guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From what I can get in this trailer, it seems like it was probably the mob killing another mob guy, and everyone else in town being like, just let it, you know, it happens yeah. sometimes. Just like chill out, man. And him being like, no, no, I- I'm going to kill 61 people in right. the next nine hours. What I really want for Equalizer 4, I want it to be Mouse Hunt. So he just moves into a new house, and there's just like a mouse that's bugging him. And like the exact same format, but Mouse Hunt, Denzel Mouse Hunt, with the tone of the Equalizer, exactly where he's t- doing the watch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean and this is gets the scene at the end of the film, like the mouse is holding a gun to Dakota Fanning's head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into uh, this. I mean, it's... I feel like yeah, yeah. People will get if if you're fans of the Equalizer series, it looks like you're gonna get you know. Right. Even more right. equalized. It's tough because this came out around the first one came out around John Wick. And obviously John Wick world. got yeah. like a yeah, it was a different world. Uh yeah. John Wick got so much more publicity, but I lo- I really like the equalizer yeah. and I really like Denzel. And so it's just how can you say no to Denzel murdering no, people? I have enjoyed no. both equalizers. Um I like Antoine Fuqua as a as an action director. Yeah. Um, I'm into this. Yeah, I'll I'll watch a yeah. third equalizer. I'll watch fucking three more of these. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the first one. I haven't seen the second, but uh, I will happily watch oh, there's, the second there's one some, or this one there, the next time I'm on a plane. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some top shelf garage violence in the equalizer yeah. too. Like yeah. he exclusively yeah, I, I, kills people with things you can find in a tool shed. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the middle-aged dad fantasy part of the equalizer yes. oh yeah that's all it is yeah because yeah. like the john wick movies are like clearly geared towards like dudes who have strong opinions on mma right um and and like uh uh fucking like a, a younger set whereas fucking uh the equalizer is like men with extensive tool collections yeah. um, men that's, with that's that's with more than one yeah. book that was published by the history channel yeah, yeah. Who, who dream of murdering thirty or forty mafia dons and then finally being accepted by Italian culture? Right. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's it's exciting. Did we see the first one in four D? We did with the seats that beat us mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Oh God, that like spritzed us in the face. Yeah. And shit. Right. It's so funny. <laughs> I do find it. I also find because this is he's in like we haven't talked about this, I guess. Uh, but in the trailer, he's clearly like moved to Italy and made a life for himself in some tiny village. And then the mob comes and that's what's going to justify him murdering people. I love that like this and Batman have apparently like established the trend that if you are a vigilante who murders a shitload of people, your dream is retiring in a small Italian town. <laughs> like, right? Yes. Yeah. And, ado- yeah. and adopting a single mom. Yeah. Like they all yeah. do it. They all move mm-hmm. to a small mm-hmm. town and see a single mom oh, that needs yeah. some help. You know, that's all Bruce Wayne has been doing in his retirement is like adopting single moms and oh, yeah. drinking yeah. Chianti. And, and recruiting <laughs> their kids into his child army. Yeah. Can't help himself. 
can't help himself. <laughs> uh, how could you not? I got a little pair of Peter Pan shoes that looks like your kid's size. <laughs> <laughs> Come. He just keeps robbing. <laughs> yeah, like, he can't stop. One of his, <laughs> eventually, just like killing parents. His girlfriend gets so concerned with him, she like tracks down Alfred. She's like, "You need to come here and intervene." He's he's got like nine robins right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mm. so many. <laughs> I want that robins. Movie. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. We got a couple more trailers here. Uh, I am so conflicted about this next one. Insidious the Red Door. Now, there ha- I, I don't know when the last Insidious I, I saw was. There's four or five, right? There's I Insidious I th- 1 and 2. There's The Lost Key. The Lost Key, right. I, don't, I think I might have seen that one, and it just washed over me. Um, this one is directed by Patrick Wilson, who I have gone on the record saying I will die for. Uh, so yeah. that's my first conflict. It's written by um what's his name lee winnell uh who did the invisible man and upgrade um but it's co-written between him and the guy who wrote halloween kills in the new Firestarter. so the i don't know uh, what that means man Firestarter like uh, yeah, firestar was like i understand that some people have enjoyed halloween kills and i see why uh but like Firestarter is indefensible that movie was atrocious yeah, I don't know if it was the writer's fault or not, honestly. That's true. That's so true. I don't want to put it on him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, yeah, so like that's not all. But it, it, this is all to say the trailer itself, and this could be the trailer's fault, but boy, I didn't find anything in here compelling. Um, there was no scare that wasn't like seen a mile away. Yeah. Uh, it was just kind of I, like very basic horror. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the fifth Insidious film. Right. Um. I, I did kind of like when the kid who, by the way, it's the same kid from the first movie, but he's like grown up now. And like, I screamed when I saw him. Right. Well, like, he, ah! uh, uh, yeah. And that kid, he was, uh, he was in fucking, Avengers. he's a little, yeah, he's in Avengers, he's right? Avengers he's, too, yeah. And he's also in the Jurassic worlds. He is. Yeah. Or the first um, one. He disappears from that series. He sure does. They didn't need him anymore. Yeah. They swapped him out for a newer model. Yeah. Um. There, he's like drawn aggressively on the sketch pad with this with this black grease pencil. The the picture of this door, and then all of a sudden, this this black arm ap- uh, appears across the sketch pad and grabs him. I thought that was okay, but like, yeah, the rest of it is just everything you've already seen in the Insidious movies, and it even starts playing that weird little old timey jaunty tune that the demon from the first movie, which was funny in the first movie. Like I thought the first movie was kind of scary, but that part of it specifically has always been funny to me that the aliens down there listening to like, yeah, dumb music. Like, yeah. Like Saturday morning cartoon jingles from like the Eisenhower administration. It's like, why are you into this? (laughs) Yeah. This trailer made me laugh when he has the little, the little boogan outside where he's doing the weird flip card thing. Yeah. Um, that was like, okay, that's not cheesy. And then it busts through the window (laughs) and that I found to be genuinely funny that it's like, it's like a, a like a fucking stone cold like trying to get him. <laughs> it's like lethal like weapon when they put the Christmas card for him in the tree and then they just drive the car. Right. The house. Yeah. It was just like it, it's just like it's that's not scary. It's just attacking him. Like, are the ghosts that impatient at this point that they're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna beat this guy up." Mm-hmm. Bad traffic and hell or whatever. 
I don't know. I haven't seen any of the other movies. Uh, this I I I'm gonna beg out on this one. I have I don't have really. That's I, fair. I have only yeah. seen the first two, so I, I I understand three and and four. Three in the Lost Key were prequels, but yeah, yeah, Robert. This... I don't think you need unless you're like a, a horror junkie that will like take anything. Um, yeah. The first two are fine. Um, there's but... good there's good moments in both, um, mm-hmm. but it's. Mm-hmm it's all of the it, it shares the same a lot of the same dna as the conjuring so a lot of the kind of bad stuff about the conjuring series is also in insidious yeah so yeah and i don't yeah. know they, they, i always yeah. get them like mixed up yeah because it's yeah. mostly the same people yeah um all right should we get to our last one yeah the sympathizer oh yeah yeah I don't, there's a book this is about a book based on a book too it seems like it's about a Vietnamese guy who comes over as a result of the war. It sounds like he's North Vietnamese, like a communist spy. Mm-hmm. But it also it's it's mix of like I think it might be good. Uh, the book people say is good, right? Uh, it, you know, it's an interesting kind of premise. I'm not sure if my guess is that because uh, one of the things during the trailer is they like flash from like as they're going through like. You know, that's thing in you get in some trailers where it'll go. You'll get like the actor for like a second during a scene. It'll like give you the names of like who all the different people are that way. Uh, there's like five different uh, times that you see uh, it, it goes through like, um, oh, God, fucking Iron Man. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. Like five different times in either as different characters or in different costumes. It's a spy movie. So I think there's a pretty good chance it's just like him dressed up. As yeah, it's interesting. It has. But... I like that it has a little bit of the trailer anyway, seems to have a little bit of a mix of like. Yeah. the the tension from like cold war era spy movies like something like a um um oh shit what's the frankenheimer one i don't know ah uh, fuck um manchurian candidate um oh, yeah but also like there's a there's a bit of soderberg tone in this where it right. kind of feels like a little yeah. oceans 11 a little like out it like it's kind of a little playful um I, th- I did. I did have a moment fantasizing when they were going over Downey Jr.'s different characters. That like, <laughs> what if this is like a mix between a Cold War spy thriller and Meet the Clumps? And the Clumps, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah, he's on IMDb. He doesn't have a. He's not credited as a specific character, and so that that makes it even more confusing because everybody else has a character name on this. Um, the thing that's, of course, doing it for me is the fact that Park Chan Wook is doing three episodes, directing three episodes. That is the director of Old Boy and um, I think he's, uh, the I think Handmaiden, he's a, and I think he's there's... a producer on this too. Yeah, he did. He did a series called The Little Drummer Girl that I feel like not enough people saw. It was very good, um, and he directed, I think, all those episodes. Um, and that has um, fuck. It has one of them Scars guards in it, Alexander Scars guard, um, and um, fuck. Uh, fucking uh, Black Widow, but Black Widow's sister. Florence wow, I'm Pugh. bad with names right there. Florence Pugh, thank you. Like, they star in that, and Michael Shannon is in that, and it's fucking Chan- Park Chan-wook. It's a, it was an AMC show. That was a blast. I don't know. Point being that, like, that alone gets me interested in this, because he, I've never not liked something that Park Chan-wook was involved in, in some uh, degree. So yeah, on a, a slightly related note, I saw a shirtless picture of Stellan Skarsgård recently. Ooh. Su- surprisingly jacked. Yeah. 
Wait, that's the old one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surprisingly jacked. Yeah, the man yeah. Was, the man was a snack. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, still is. Still is. <laughs> no, no. This this is concur he's standing next to like old Pierce Brosnan. And old Pierce Brosnan, I mean Pierce Brosnan, old Pierce Brosnan looks fine. He's still he's a, a stately looking old, uh, elder man, but mm-hmm. like fucking Stellan is like surprisingly shredded. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He's one yeah. of those guys that like, he's just weird like yoked. frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a, he's got a, I don't know. Everything about him is designed to be unnerving. So why he, wouldn't he also be jacked under he, there? He might honestly have the most fascinating career of any actor, right? If you just look at the entirety of his work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like everything he, he, from like Goodwill Hunting to Deep Blue Sea to right, Nymphomaniac to the Marvel Universe movies. to yeah. Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Like he's in fucking everything. Yeah. In my like... I mean, and you know, I, I'm I'm hardly like a, an encyclopedic have encyclopedic knowledge of film, but like in my opinion of it, he's kind of gone from like this guy I recognize as like a character actor. We go like, oh, okay, you know, that guy's in this movie. To like every time I see him, going, oh shit, oh shit, this yeah. is gonna, this gonna get shit's about to get real. <laughs> fucking scars got up in this bit. We got we a got movie a now. now. Yeah. yeah, we got a fucking film today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, so yeah, that's the sympathizer. It looks good. That's the sympathizer. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, well, that's it for trailers. So let's uh, let's thank some more producers, shall we? Very Um, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got we got more producers. Big thank you to Deborah's awesome. Barbara is great, and cancer can go to hell. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Should we say the Mm. boat driving vampire? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Driftless wrote Mabel's name in the Witch's Book of Blood. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you so much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, let me swoop in here. Ombre says, Mabel, step on me. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net, the new quarterly anthology featuring works from creators like Michael Swaim. Thank you. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Look Mime on a podcast. Yes. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream and Space McNulty. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right, we got some news stories here. Starting with this Joe Russo interview where he said movies are two years away yeah, from being whatever. written by AI. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't. I didn't want to talk about like how right he is because I just don't think he's right. I think this is a quibby sitch. I think this is. Uh, I don't know. I just. It, it, I thought this was a good reminder of like, th- there's a movie bubble because like, yeah, because the the Russos have made like what six movies. Like, yeah, it's they. They are the two luckiest filmmakers in history, I think, because mm-hmm. they were just sort of handed the Avengers movies because they can d- direct them competently enough. You know, I'm not taking that away from them, but they no, like, they're not bad directors, but they're not good directors. <laughs> so it's like they, they yeah, keep... I'll, I'll give them one movie that I found like the, they, they did. They were the guys who did Mosul, I think um, they produced was... they produced that. Yeah. Oh, they just produced it. Well, that makes sense because that's an excellent, excellent movie. Um, but yeah, okay, never mind. It's a, it's a, or J.J. Abrams is another example of people who like, they just got, they got in there really fast 
and it feels like they never had that right, stage of filmmaking where they had to like work for it um, right, that much. That's yeah. what I was building up to is so the Russos have been pretty much exclusively playing with like two, three hundred million dollar budgets since they started making movies. Yes. And yeah. so like that's all they've done. Yeah, I don't know. I just think this is a sign that someone's more detached than that what they're saying is correct. You know, it's it kind of reminds me of 3D. Like James Cameron is always the person who's like 3D is the future. And it's like, I don't know, James, I think maybe you're just a very rich guy uh, who doesn't yeah. like you. Can, I, obviously, James Cameron can make a movie, obviously. But like, I don't know. Sometimes these predictions are like they 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 their world is just a little different than ours where it's like, I, I don't know. I, I have a slightly different take, which is that I don't think he's technically wrong. I actually doubt that we're more than like a year out from the first AI, you know, generated moot, like where it's at least written by right. AI. Or I suspect AI. it's already happened. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I like, but at, it won't at be most good. a year out. Like, um, no, that's what I, and I don't think it will be overall successful. I think you will probably have a bunch of people rush to have like, integrate ai and it will be done badly and generally be a massive failure and you know probably some companies will either fold or fire teams as a result of it i think it's going to provoke um, some lawsuits right yeah, I it's think... possible it will provoke some lawsuits some plays yeah. some lawsuits work i don't think um here's here's what he said and i want to note that because you guys aren't wrong where if he had just said in a few years we're going to get an ai movie it's like, yeah, you, he's probably yeah. right. No, but, I, I've read, yeah. Definitely. Okay, yeah. He said, potentially what you could do with AI is obviously use it to engineer storytelling and change storytelling. Um, so you have a constantly evolving story, either in a game or a movie or TV show. You could walk into your house and save the AI on your streaming platform. Uh, hey, I want a movie starring my photoreal avatar and Marilyn Monroe's photoreal avatar. I want it to be a rom-com because I've had a rough day. And that's what he's predicting, and I'm just like, I, I don't, that yeah, kind of see that happening. That, that kind of sounds you like you, Joe Russo, won a VR fuck helmet where you get to have sex yeah. with Marilyn Monroe, and that's fine. That's all well and good, you know. Um, but that sounds I, like you won a Demolition Man yeah. time cop fuck helmet that you can put I on. Don't <laughs> doubt that there will be like AI apps that integrate with VR where you can put yourself in a porno. Or like for sure. a kind of cheesy action movie thing, but like for example, you can sort of already do that with are, deepfakes. But yeah, yeah, if you mm. deepfakes or whatever, like if you're, I don't know, let's say Raquel Welch, uh, and someone says, "Hey, would you hand over your likeness so that weirdos can be in a romantic comedy with you?" Uh, probably, probably, you know, no for like a lot of actors and actresses. Right. I'm sure you'll get some people who will say yes, but I think most people would be like, "No, I, I'm." You know, I'm in this business to to make movies, not to provide masturbation yeah. fodder, fodder yeah. for not to be a of, sex doll. Yeah, it's missing. I think this is what it is. It's missing the human element. It's the same yeah. way where they're like, you know, Google Glass or like VR is the future, and it's like people generally don't like shit on their face. People generally yeah. want to relax when they play video games. They don't want to walk around. Or in this case, I don't think most people want to see themselves. No, no. Well, that's in the a thing. movie like, where it's like, no, I'm here to escape. 
the world. I think there's a, a disconnect here because, like, is wish fulfillment a part of why we like? Of course, you know, yeah. when you like watching, like, you know, you watch Indiana Jones, and every every man has at least a period in his life where he wishes he was Indiana Jones. But if you're like, do you? If someone were to say, hey, you want to watch an Indiana Jones movie where you're Indiana Jones? I'd be like, no. Harrison Ford, I like right. a lot better than me. Right, <laughs> like, I don't want to watch Indiana Jones have an asthma attack I am. and get yeah. fucking bulldozed yeah. by the boulder. Yeah, yeah. Like, like no, that's not at all thrilling to me. No. Um, well, and, and it's, like it's also. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, you you finish your thought. You were on a roll. Well, you know, it's like a big part of what I love about movies. You know, I do watch. Sometimes I'll watch a movie or something on my own. But like one of the things that I like most in life is getting all of my friends together. And sitting down and watching stuff. And I'm not going to be like, hey, guys, you want to come over right. and watch me fuck Jennifer Lawrence in a weird romantic comedy a robot wrote? Like, no one's going to do that. That's that's in, that's an insane person thing. Yeah. This, I think a lot of the people yeah. that are real bullish on AI, although in fairness, I from what I've read, this is just me personally. I don't I don't haven't actually seen a lot of people that are that bullish on Although we're the next topic we're going to get into, we're, we're about to talk about the writer strike uh, spoilers, um, which does concern AI a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like the, the the stuff that I've read from people who are really gung ho on AI, it seems like it's part of that same sort of really superficial consumption of of, of culture that that mm-hmm. that we're going through a lot on like social media and stuff, where it's like people never really don't critically think about things a lot. So it's right, like, we're... so it's, it, I feel like this, like a viewpoint like this, like, oh, AI is a future where you can just tell the computer to tell you a story. They don't understand what storytelling is. All they, to them, movies are showing people brands and IPs they like and having them clap in response. Like it's not right. about telling a story. It's about showcasing a product. It's so, producer brain. It's sure, the so fact Joe, that... Joe Russo's, oh, sorry, ta- Joe Russo's talking about a product here. He's not talking about an actual story because all AI written scripts are is predictive text. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's not ever going to actually tell a story that's satisfying on a human level. Like you were saying, Dave, we need that human touch. So like, whereas yeah. I have no doubt that AI is a, is going to disrupt a lot of industries. Uh, like, yeah. uh, uh, I don't think it will. I don't think it'll stay. I agree with Robert. Like it's the 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 shortcomings I, of it are be, are going to become apparent probably pretty quick. But I think it's going to come up soon and really disrupt uh, and really s- fuck over a lot of people. As yeah. because every studio and 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 publishing company and anybody who has to pay writers is going to jump on this as a way to eat, hack hack away at their bottom oh, line yeah. even more. Yeah. To maximize. I am profits. scared though that it won't it'll stick around for too long because what you're saying, like that's the thing people don't understand. (laughs) They really don't under it's, it's the thing where it's the producer brain is like, you're told if you, if you pitch a story, you want to say it's blank meets blank. It's this movie and this movie, even if it isn't, you want to frame it that way. So their, their brains will go, Oh, okay. And that's the thing is it's exactly what you're saying, Robert, where it's like, you tell an AI to tell an adventure story like this. It just pulls lines and images from other things. Mm -hmm. It's the most derivative brain in the world is the AI. Um, and the problem is you look at like that new Flash movie, which the trailers keep promising, like he's going to say the lines. Batman's going to say the lines from mm. the other ones. And it's like, how is that not AI? <laughs> Like, I know that was probably written by a person, but that is what an AI is going to do. They're going to take the lines and go, oh, he said the line again. He did the thing and everybody will clap and be excited. So, like, 
it's kind of a bummer in that sense where it's like it might work for way too long um for yeah. certain certain it, stories it, on, it only it only seems like the future to deeply uncreative people yeah, yeah. there are elements of it that i suspect will be part of companies that are profitable uh, uh for a while like for one thing and this is a lot of it's what what i think will be successful financially is stuff that's already being done in 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 ways like right um like using ai to be like okay so here's the data we have on what people are watching on this streaming service we should make a movie and put these actors in it because fans of this actor tend to like this actor and maybe if we put them together it'll be successful right right, right. we're yeah. using the ai to help like oh these are maybe this wouldn't have occurred to us like patterning like putting these two together putting these two together in an, in an adventure movie you're still having human beings write it or you're even going out mm -hmm. and finding a book or something that's like oh let's find a successful book that's in this genre and yeah. we'll cast these actors right. that the ai says you know the that's and i and i also i don't have a problem with that that's fine like, oh yeah no i mean i i have a problem with it but i recognize that like that's how every business does well, business now is with algorithms yeah. here's the problem yeah. and this will get us into the wga, WGA strike i think joe yeah. russo was specifically saying this because of this strike i yes. i feel like it's like kind of a threat and what you're saying is absolutely right is that if they use uh, ai to make decisions that then writers would get to do. The problem is that replaces the wrong jobs. That mm -hmm. replaces producers. That replaces the management, the middle management positions that want to uh, save money. And that's why, that's what's so funny about automation and AI across the board, which is like, we, we keep replacing the wrong jobs with ai and that's a yeah. case where they want to replace writers and it's like no like if you told an ai yeah invent a, a good movie that it like has the same like that would get audiences in the same way as like this movie meets that movie and then you took that basic premise and gave it to a writer that writer could humanize it in a really good way i'm scared they're just not gonna do that right they're just gonna no of course they won't yeah, because they can pay a writer yeah. however much they're obligated to pay a writer, or they can pay an AI nothing. Yeah, um, until yeah. we unionize the AI. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I I I think AI is going like I've played around with some different AI technology. There's like it's not like you know NFTs. It's a real thing. Like yeah. there's real there's real utility here. It's not all bad. <laughs> right. But um. We're, we are headed for a very dumb period where every shitty, stupid, lazy idea that involves AI that you can possibly conceive of is going to be tried. For sure. Um, and uh, just, you know, brace for it, everybody. We'll get through the other side eventually. Right. It's like it's like when you first get a camera as a kid, you just take yeah. all the pictures of everything of your foot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like you spin in a circle and it's that where it's take like a everybody's going to use doorknob. Yeah, right. You know, a good way to a good way to uh, I I think a good way to describe what I'm suspecting we'll see with AI. Think about like bullet time in the year 2002 oh. or whatever, right? Where it's like awesome. everybody's got to start doing this kind of shit and throwing it in everything yeah. like we're like yeah. It's it's that, you know, we'll have to deal with a lot of, you know, shit, but we'll get the odd equilibrium too. Yeah. You know you what know? I would use AI for, honestly, is mm -hmm. it's great at Uncanny Valley shit. So, like, it would be great to, to design a horror movie with AI or a horror I, villain. I mean, like, just the character that's just, like, weird and semi-human and, like, like you just yeah. have an AI try earnestly to recreate a human and it'll make a fucking ghoul. 
I'm sure what you can, what will someone will do at some point. You get like actually good writers and directors and shit, and you have them like write a horror screenplay that incorporates at time like AI generated actors, not to be lazy or cut real actors out, but because they're fucked up and unsettling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like that's even what I want. Like I, yeah, I was watching like fucking um, Vanilla Sky the other day, and I was like, oh, you know, if we had access to like that kind of AI generated people sticking a few of those in like backgrounds and weird parts and shots, you could you could have like added some extra like creepiness to the to the movie For that would have sure. been really interesting. Instead, yeah. they got Kurt Russell, which is good yeah, well, too. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I, that by the way holds up. That's still, still oh yeah. That that's well, still it's based that, off uh, uh, Abre los ojos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which also but, uh, holds up. Yeah. I was going to say, up. that's still going to take jobs away from people. Like, that's still, you're taking away work from, like, effects workers. Because even if it's, like, a right. like a character, let's, like, a background character. Well, a digital artist would have worked on that. Well, if it's, like, a monster character. Well, like, a puppeteer or, like, a special effects crew would have worked on that. For sure. So I, I that's think, why I think I like... AI is bad for... Cre- creative jobs particularly but like it's... for most jobs or like most applications i think ai yeah. is bad it's bad unless we develop a world where uh people don't need money uh which, yeah you know <laughs> it's gonna We're be not gonna do that <laughs> yeah um uh uh speaking of people needing money the w wga strike um i think it's like the first monday is when they vote or something well they've already um, yeah. they've already voted to strike right yeah and so it's it's monday is the hold on let's pull up the vox article again right all we all <laughs> i can say is we, people aren't going to feel this right away um no. because as streaming has talked about it's like netflix is like doubling down on korean shows um then a lot of places are just saying yeah we have the scripts in advance but reality tv know. too okay. yeah, and, yeah it's it's they've okay they voted to authorize a strike may 1st is when the current contract runs out yeah i hope it gets settled i hope they give them what they want because you know i don't yes. know about you but i you know i like writing stuff and uh, yeah, and it's just the like the dis the dis the disparity between how much writers get paid and how much these movies and shows are are making and how much the exec yeah. like the 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 uh above the line people are making it's just like it's it's, it's ridiculous it's over streaming how, right yeah a big part of it is streaming that was a big part i mean it wasn't a big part but it was like included in the strike back in 2008 as well um, right and they need a reckoning when it comes like, to streaming Well, because like back then like the offer that people they wanted to that they uh, studios gave writers for streaming uh residuals or streaming payment back then was nothing right and that's just 15 years ago that's 2008 so that like yeah. to give you an idea yeah. of like how how much this industry fucking sucks. <laughs> no, I, I am totally supportive of, you know, writers striking for a, a deal that's closer to fair. Cause I'm sure, I mean, the, the writers always get fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, I am worried for them about what a, in part because of this AI shit, what a difficult time this is yeah. to be, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's a risk this, because, it's always a risk yeah yep. they're gonna th- with the ai stuff that's what i mean is like people like joe russo i assume they've been to like conventions and they've gotten mm. it really hyped up in their mind and th- yeah. and it's the quibby thing where it's like they're gonna try it and then there there are like uh, it is like for the most part people will like some some places i don't think people will feel it as much as they should but for the yeah i i don't think it'll work out but it is it might prolong this strike 
that desperately needs to happen because yeah again yeah. the way streaming's working and like the fucking hbo just getting rid of shows because they uh yeah. to get tax breaks they don't want yeah. to pay the writers or the performers going yeah. down like a year later after you had a couple of like ai generated movie flops I don't know. Maybe it, it would have been an easier fucking uh, yeah. uh, negotiation or whatever. But I, it, it's always going to be and anyway. I hope it, I hope everything works out for the best. Me I'm too. Not a, an expert on the situation. It's wild how much writers being a writer generally sucks. Because like I'm not in the WGA, um, but there's still this feeling of like that's the thing is like during a writer strike, if you if you try to get something made, they will bar you from being a part of it. Like it, it's it's this industry that's not only in- insanely difficult to break into yeah. but then like treats the, the, the writers get treated like shit they don't get paid much there's no yeah. like set pay even like everything about it is designed to repel you yeah. um and they're so vital to storytelling they are literally writing the things yeah so it's yeah it's yeah. uh it's the things don't exist if somebody doesn't write no. them yeah, I, it, j- journalism is in much the same shape. Yep. I was reading the other day in the United States, uh, there are more people employed by museums than there are journalists working in newsrooms. Ugh. It's this like, idea it's, that it's not great. Yeah, it's this idea that people think words are cheap because words are cheap um, in terms of like movie production and stuff. There, writing is still the cheapest part of the process. You can constantly change a script. You know, um, you're just paying one person. Yeah. But there's been this like. I don't know if it's the internet. I it just feels like it started with the internet where like the value of writing has gone way down in people's minds even though it certainly hasn't actually gone down, you know. Um, no, and you can tell that just by like how much how excited people get when they hear that, you know, certain showrunners or, you know, people when they hear like, "Oh, we've got, you know, Jordan Peele's doing something right. new, Dan Harmon's doing something new." Like people give a shit about writing because it like it matters right, right. like you like, you're fucking everything everywhere all at once the the you know a, a perfectly good movie um the cgi in it and stuff was effective but like there was nothing in there that was groundbreaking it was a script that was was really solid yeah and it was it was uh, that was uh, that's a hard movie to script right um that took that that is a, a technical task putting together a movie like that. Yeah, writing is especially screenwriting. There's a lot to it that people don't quite know, or TV writing too, like or you know article writing. It's all structured. There's a specific skill and talent to it yeah. that I just think has been kind of lost in people's heads. Yeah, it's the kind of thing like with journalism. It's like yeah, I mean anybody can uh, you can have an AI or whatever put together an article that tells you what temperature it's supposed to be this weekend. Uh, but if you want somebody to tell you, uh, I don't know, like the ways in which oil companies have lobbied to reduce uh, regulations around uh, uh, oil extraction that has led to a fire that has forced hundreds of thousands of people out of their homes, well, you need a journalist for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Honestly, I think you need, if you want to know the temperature for the weekend, but also it be well written, I think mm-hmm. you need a human for that too. But I get yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice two. Beetlejuice two. Anyone? Beetlejuice two. <laughs> oh, this is officially uh, in development. Who cares? Like they had Cine- I, I, CinemaCon this old week. Old Beetlejuice, which is just where 
they get people like Warner Brothers yeah. and other studios get a bunch of journalists together to show them a bunch of commercials and a bunch of logos for upcoming movies and everybody gets really yeah. excited about mm-hmm. it. No. <laughs> I hope they only bring back Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> there we go. So anyway, yeah, yeah, just yeah. bum everybody out. I, I said all that because the Beetlejuice, one of the logos they showed at CinemaCon this week was Beetlejuice 2. Yeah. So it's it's happening. I but yes, cool. hope it's only what if it's only Jeffrey Jones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy the shit. The only one they or, got. Yeah, I'm I'm look, you know, I've I've watched many a Beetlejuice in my life. I feel like we've gotten enough Beetlejuice. Yeah. Here's I feel, what, feel like a sufficient quantity of Beetlejuice was generated by our society. I've been saying this a bunch, and I said it before, which is like, the, I should be more excited that Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. But we've created a situation where everybody no. comes back. My no. my favorite new subgenre of that is characters who weren't supposed to age coming back. They brought Hell data yeah. back. Data. Yeah. yeah, where it's like it's just like they, these poor writers are sitting in the room like how do we even fucking explain this? And Beetlejuice is another case of like isn't he dead? Like why would he age? Um but they're either they slop the makeup on him or they have to like write some stupid reason. Uh, either way I'm excited to hear them fucking tap dance around that. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I, 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 the, I wish these people, you know, if if we're gonna do this kind of shit, be less of a coward, you know. Give us, give us Harrison Ford playing the president from Air Force One, but like, I don't know, maybe he became a Supreme Court justice yeah. after being president, and the Supreme Court gets attacked, and like all the justices held hostage to get them to pass a bad law, and Harrison Ford has to like fight off the terrorists again as the Chief Justice of oh. the Supreme Court using a gavel for all of the kills. You just wrote, I don't know, like yeah, you, you just know, wrote a movie. Get right, off my bench. Exactly, Tom. <laughs> That's a film. Yeah. Fucking print that shit. It should be Gary Oldman again. Like zombie yeah, fuck Oldman. It. Fuck Abs- it. Absolutely. Sa- exact, exact same cast. Yeah. Oh, I want it. I want all of this. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of like, uh, I don't know what. Speaking of wanting it all, I guess. Yeah. Right, let's let's yeah. let's name some more producers, shall we? Yeah. Uh, big thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Pete Forpagel. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silicone Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to pre-order TikTok superstar Jason Parge's new book. Zoe is too drunk for this dystopia. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you so much. Thank you to Snapper Car Bunches God in the Dick. Sure does. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank All you. right, let me swoop in here. Thank yeah. you to Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you for the 2B Terror Bunny says, thank you for watching Dead Heat. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thanks. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Vincent. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. 
Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And thank you to Zzz because Pie Guy liked being last. Thank you. Oh, Dave. Yes. Robert, but specifically Dave. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had we've had it we've had a fun time together. It's been it's been a, ri- a riotous hour and change. But now I'm afraid we've got to get down to the nitty gritty, Dave. We've got to mm-hmm. get down to the ne- these brass tacks. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to uh, uh, carve the shit. I'm carving, carving carve the it, shit. Carve it in half. So cut, yep. cut, cut that shit right There's in half. There's two shits. There's currently two shits. And then cut that shit again, so that you're just four you're shit. just four you're shits. Just, you're just cutting the shit. All right, cut, yeah. the, cut right. that shit. Cubing the shit. Yeah. And tell mm. me if you yeah. have a movie that deserves more hype. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I do. I have one of those. Ooh. I have a movie that deserves more hype. What this luck? movie? Yeah. This movie is called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. This is coming out June 9th okay. of this year. Um, it's Frankenstein. Uh, it but is. it's a it's a twist on Frankenstein. It's not even trying to hide, hide that it's Frankenstein. It's about a young girl from a uh, bad neighborhood whose brother is shot and killed. She's obsessed with death, so she uh, brings her brother back from the dead. Uh, he gets loose, uh, and he is just going on a murder spree. It's a monster like horror movie. Um, it it's from what the reviews and it's getting very good reviews. Um, what it sounds like is it's very similar to something like the Invisible Man remake, which is it's taking the old story and applying it to new types of characters that we hadn't done it before to show like, you know, how how well it works is that like much like, you know, uh, Dr. Frankenstein, this girl is in, you know, she's obsessed with this idea. She's but she's doing it not out of like, I don't know, not like the way they put it is it's um instead of an emotional rich white man wallowing in his privileged sorrows with this, it's a young black girl struggling against systemic oppression. So it's the, it's the still, it's the same obsession, but it's brought about by a different struggle, which I just think is a really cool idea. And then on top of this, I just think the trailer looks good. Uh, They don't show the monster much in the movie, but the monster is like, it's like kind of creepy how they're doing that, where it's like, she keeps kind of, finding people who've seen him or it's very shadows and shit like that i don't know what'd you guys think of this i was super into this mm-hmm. yeah I, I really like this idea um yeah i'll watch and, it yeah and the, the trailer looked creepy um i think i, I don't know i just i'm just really into this i totally agree with you uh comparing it with the invisible man um it's just transplanting an oral horror idea um into a different context a different setting with different characters that makes it more relevant uh and more sort of applicable uh and and prescient um it's just uh, i it's a great idea uh and the trailer looks good i'm super excited to watch this movie universal should have plucked this one up because they're doing these you know the new takes on monsters and this mm, this looks like i this is again this very much deserves more hype this should have been like a big movie coming out as far as i'm concerned yeah i'm into it yeah all right <laughs> anything to add robert <laughs> no I, I i will watch this you're pro this yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah. i will watch this too the angry black girl and her monster um check it out on the youtubes you know wherever you get your trailers YouTube's apple trailer. trailers does anybody use apple trailers sometimes yeah. 
I I still do a if little. My you back's open against up your, the wall. Your iTunes mm-hmm. app. You open up <laughs> iTunes. Get those trailers. You know. Trailers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it. It's uh, okay. there isn't much to say about it because it just looks really good. Yeah, I'll watch it. it looks yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys uh you guys watched History of the World Part Two yet? No, I'm Not excited. Yet. Not yet. It 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 also uh excellent. Nice. Uh, uh, uh quite good. That's good quite to hear. Good. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I need to watch yeah. that. I need to watch Quasi the uh the, the Quasi Moto Broken Lizard. Broken oh, lizard. No. Well, <laughs> that's out. It's out, baby. Good stuff. Good stuff. Before this spirals too far off course, guys. That's a sewed. We've done it. Robert, thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, ahead of time, Tom. Thank you for about to be sitting down for seven hours to learn about Vince McMahon. Not all, not all in a row, though, right? <laughs> no, no, not in a row. Uh, I love that that's we, your reply. Yeah, and then you're like, the, the, F, the FCC has told us that we can't legally do that to people. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, yes. I think that's a form of torture, right? right Telling someone about yeah, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, that, for that long. You're not allowed to talk about Vince McMahon for more than two hours and seven minutes at a stretch. Yeah, yeah. In- Interpol will come after you for that. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we got enough a, warrants right now. It's a crime against humanity. Uh, what Robert, what is show the, is this yeah, there you that go. you're talking about? Uh, it's, it's Behind the Bastards, my podcast about unpleasant people yeah. from history. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. No, like that's Forrest fair. Forrest Gump, baby. All right. Well, thank you, Robert. Um, I guess we'll plug our Patreon. Yeah, uh, we probably should. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y. Unemployed. You go on there. We have exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Um we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That is the night this comes out. I do not know what we're going to watch. I don't know. It's a, it's going to be a surprise to me, past Dave. But check it out. It's good. To, it's good stuff. We have a Discord as well. We do. Fun. We do. It's a it's a it's a lovely community. Um, Fun, we also good. have a store. Head over to GameThingEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap. You're reanimated peepers onto that. Yeah. Slap them. Slap them. Slap the peepers. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.